Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. It is Sunday, which means it is time for our Sunday benediction. When we look back and kind of wrap up some thoughts on the readings for the week, if you have not had a chance to listen to our other episodes this week, I encourage you to go back and listen to them as we discuss the readings in a little bit more detail. But our readings this week invite us to reflect on what it means for God to reveal God's self to his people and what that revealing does to us. You'll notice themes of God's presence or God's face, God's image, and then other competing images, and God's transforming power. In our Old Testament reading, Exodus 33, 12 through 23, Moses pleads with God to show him how he will be with his people. God tells Moses, my presence or my face will go with you and I will give you rest. This is a mysterious construction as God seems to simultaneously affirm he will be with them, and yet they will be protected from seeing him fully. Moses insists on seeing God's glory, and God is faithful to reveal God's self to his people, but it is on God's terms. God always and only desires good for his people, and he is faithful to bring about that good. Therefore, God's presence is not to be received on our terms when we think we want it and how we want it. God is not to be manipulated, and God knows what we need more than we do. The danger of a kind of casual over-familiarity in our language about God is it can quickly become me-centered. We quickly define God and God's work based on our experience, on our needs, and on our desires. Any encounter with God has a transformative effect. It changes us, and not in ways that we can take lightly. Moses knows from his encounter at the burning bush that there are sacred spaces where one is told to draw near, but be careful in drawing near, because life will not be the same once you have drawn near. Rather than a direct manifestation, which is what Moses was asking for, seeing God kind of directly, God promises, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim before you the name the Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. In other words, God will reveal his heart, his nature, his goodness. It will not be more than Moses can handle. In fact, God himself will protect Moses with his own hand from what may be too much for him. What do we hear from this? God knows what we need and will always be with us. We simply need to trust. Our epistle reading, 1 Thessalonians 1, 1 through 10, speaks of the work of transformation among the community of God's people. Paul gives thanks for the faith, love, and hope that he has seen cultivated in the life of the young Thessalonian church. In fact, these virtues faith, love, and hope have grown so deep that even as they've been afflicted, they have been imitators of the apostles and of Jesus. They have received the word with joy and have become an example for other believers. 
Once again, we hear about the transforming work of God's presence. To be part of the church is serious business. It's not to be entered into lightly because God transforms our very selves. Now, this is not instantaneous, though we are instantly changed as we walk through the waters of baptism. But we see the Christian life is a process. More specifically, to put a finer point on it, it is a spirit-led process. Knowing that the Spirit is at work in our hearts reassures us we're not dependent on our own efforts. We can trust the Spirit's formation in our lives and in the world. Our gospel reading, Matthew 22, 15 through 22, asks what we do with other, quote, faces, other presences in our world. The Pharisee disciples and the Herodians ask Jesus specifically what to do about taxes. A hot-button issue at the time, many of the Pharisees were curious about revolution. Maybe we don't pay taxes to Caesar. The Herodians were more comfortable with acknowledgement and appeasement, making peace with the empire. Jesus cuts to the heart of their allegiances, and he cuts to the heart of our allegiances too. Violent revolution will not lead to God's kingdom, for it is simply employing the tactics of the world. At the same time, appeasement will not lead to God's kingdom because it is so easy to idolize the state, to confuse the emperor's kingdom for God's kingdom. This is why Christians are always in dangerous territory when it comes to money and politics. And there's a reason why Jesus often reserves his harshest words for the rich and those who seek to conform him to their political agenda. Money itself is not wrong. It is necessary in a world like ours. However, anytime we possess money, we are merely a step away from idolizing it. Politics themselves are not wrong. In fact, they're necessary in any society that tries to organize itself. But when we engage with politics, we're merely a step away from idolizing our political tribe or our nation. Jesus unveils our allegiances. That's exactly what he does here. Allegiance to the one true God will always be difficult in a broken world because it requires relinquishing control. We know God by faith, trusting him even when we do not see him or do not see him in the way we want to see him. Yet we can trust that God is with us and he will be with us. We are reminded this week that we can trust God's character, his heart for us and that God's presence with us will always change us. As we trust him, we undergo the difficult work of transformation towards faith, hope, and love. Now, these sound like lofty ideas, but the groundwork of this transformation is in nitty-gritty moments of prayer, fasting, immersion in God's story, work among the poor and the marginalized, and in the sacraments. May we allow Jesus to reveal our true allegiances as he reveals himself to us. May we trust that God is with us, that God is good and gracious. May we be aware of the counterfeit revolutions and appeasements that we face every day. And may we return ourselves to God. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.